0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes, hello. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to East News. In a nutshell, for a start of the new day, it's Tuesday morning, the 21st of March, 2023. Daniel Petgrew with you. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ Q693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 one 1170 our open line number. You can send a text anytime 0457 736 736 all before breakfast with Vossie and Brandy coming up in an hour's time. Queensland Listers, as per usual uh, for a couple more weeks. Daylight savings uh, end starts in a couple of weeks. Uh, Pat and heels along at 6am local time so you'll get the first hour of Vossie and Brandy. Good to be with you also today on this show. Going to catch up with John Gallo in about 25 minutes. Talk about some really interesting results in the English Premier League across the course of uh, the weekend. Uh, there is a break in, in the English Premier League, of course, FA Cup stuff going on as well. So we'll have a chat with John Gallo about that in about 25 minutes. Uh, if you missed our chat with Chris Perkins, if you uh, weren't listening yesterday, we had an extensive chat with him yesterday. We were on for the whole hour yesterday. So uh, we'll do that regularly on a Monday uh, when we do have the full hour show. He'll be joining me a little later on again in the week um, on probably Thursday morning this week. But if you missed that chat, want to... Uh, hear it again, you can hear it on the podcast. one 300 11 open line number, you can text 0457 736 It is Tuesday morning, it's 2 past 5, 2 past 4 in Queensland. Hot, hot, the Hot Topic thanks to rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yeah, built tough for Aussie conditions. Ask your plumber for Australia's favourite and install a ream. All right, just before we get to uh, some of the news of the day, snap poll this morning on Tradies. We're heading into round four of the National Rugby League. And, look, we've got a lot of interesting games coming up across the course of the weekend. But I was having a chat with a mate of mine yesterday, and I asked him, which which game is he most looking forward to? The Thursday night grand final rematch between the Penrith Panthers and the Parramatta Eels, which is a vital game, vital for the Parramatta Eels. We know they haven't won a game so far this year. Or are you looking forward to the game 24 hours later, a little more, between the Dolphins and the Broncos, both undefeated, of course, heading into their fourth game of the year. And, of course, the Dolphins, the first time they're going to be playing the Broncos. Won a grand final rematch from six months ago and won a match... That has never been played before. Which one are you most looking forward to? Sitting down and watching, maybe going to? Uh you'd be pretty good if you go to both. Uh it'd involve a bit of travel, travel but what do you reckon? What's the game you're most looking forward to? The grand final rematch on Thursday between Parramatta and Penrith? Or a match that has never been played before between the Broncos and the Dolphins? O four five seven, seven three six, seven three six or one three hundred, oh one, eleven, seventy. It just seems to me. Um, and, and, look, the grand final rematch, I think, once we get to Thursday, will definitely be hyped up. But it just seems to me all the hype, and probably rightly so, considering the form the two teams have been in as well, is about the first match ever to be played between the Brisbane Broncos and the Dolphins. It's going to be a really good couple of nights of rugby league, whichever way you look at it. So 457 736, 736 our text number. And you can call the open line 1300 three hundred. 01 Which match are you looking forward to most? Thursday night's grand final rematch or the match that's never been played before between the Brisbane Broncos and the Dolphins? Snap, Paul, on your Tuesday morning 0457 3 or 1300 01 Okay, let's take a look at some of the news of the day and we'll start with uh, some sad news that filtered through yesterday afternoon. Uh, you would have heard here on SEN and obviously, on all the different media outlets as well, about the sad passing of John Sattler uh, yesterday, who died at the age of 80. Uh, Australian Prime Minister and lifelong South Sydney fan, Anthony Albanese, has led a lot of heartfelt tributes to John Sattler. Uh, uh, Albanese overnight said, John Sattler was a legendary player who was tough on the field, but a true gentleman off it. He was an inspirational leader who, decades after his retirement, took his rightful place at the front of the marches for South Sydney's reinstatement in 2000. Sats was loved by all who follow the Rabbitohs and respected by all who met him or had the privilege, privilege of watching him play. So we know uh, he'd been living on the Gold Coast in a retirement village and has been battling or had been battling dementia in recent years. And as his health deteriorated, he suffered a stroke in 2018 and received his dementia diagnosis two years later. He was born in Maitland in 1942, and he played 195 games for Souths between 1963 and 1972, along with four tests for Australia, including captaining the Kangaroos in a match against Great Britain in 1970. He also led Souths to four premierships between 1967 and 1971, and we know in the 1970 Grand Final against Manly, He'll always re- be remembered for playing with that broken jaw. Um, very sad. Um, and obviously our thoughts uh, go out to his uh, family and, of course, our friend and colleague here, Scott Sattler, part of the SCN family. Um, and our thoughts and condolences go to all that knew him. Uh, South will honour Sattler at Saturday's game against Manly at a core stadium, the venue of their most recent premiership win in 2014. Where he was on hand to celebrate the victory. A member of Rugby League's Hall of Fame, he was known as Sats and Gentleman John, a reference to his charming personality. Sattler, who was South's player 515, also represented New South Wales four times in 1969 and Queensland on three occasions in 1973 before the State of Origin uh, days. So, yeah, very, very sad news coming through you soon. As I say, our condolences, our thoughts with our friend, our colleague, Scott Sattler, and all the Sattler family who will be doing it tough uh, today after John Sattler passed away at age 80. Obviously, I never got the chance to see John Sadler play. I saw a, a lot more, at least the tail end of Scott Sadler's, uh career. Of course, Scott obviously remembered most fondly for that tackle in the 2003 grand final against the Roosters on Todd Byrne, which... Probably won the Roosters the grand final. And really, when you talk about father and son combinations in sport, in rugby league, um, they would definitely have to be up there. Uh, John, obviously, a South Sydney legend, a rugby league legend in the Hall of Fame. And Scott Sattler, a very good player as well. Um, so very sad uh, to learn yesterday afternoon of the passing of John Sattler. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy, And right throughout the day, here on SEN, uh, you'll hear on breakfast, mornings, uh, afternoons with Jimmy as well. Uh, a lot of tributes paid to uh, John Sattler from those that knew him. So you'll hear that right throughout the day here on SEN. Um, and as I say, yeah, condolences to Scott and the family. Uh, it's 8 past 5, 8 past 4 in Queensland. Now, Tigers, uh, Tim Sheens. When Tim Sheens took on the coaching role, and it was announced that he was going to take on the coaching role at the back end of last year, um, or middle part of last year. I think it was probably around round 18, round 19. I remember there was actually some calls at the time. Uh, Brett Camorley was the interim coach at the Tigers at the time, but there were some calls about how he should just come in and coach straight away for the remaining five or six weeks of the competition. Now, that didn't happen. I wonder if he is slowly starting to regret uh, his move back into coaching as I said about their performance yesterday against the Bulldogs on Sunday and Vossi said a pretty similar thing on the breakfast show aside from those four minutes where they scored three tries where it was brilliant to watch where they got the game back to 26 points to 22 and looked like they were going to run down the Bulldogs the other 76 minutes was probably just as bad potentially even worse than what we saw against the Newcastle Knights a week earlier Brendan Wakeham came on the field and changed the game for a few minutes. And now it looks like there's going to be a huge positional change made by coach Tim Sheens for this round and against the Melbourne storm and hand control of the battling West Tigers to Brendan Wakeham for the crucial clash against Melbourne. So this will allow Luke Brooks to shift to the running five, eight and Adam Dewey moving from the halves to fullback. Um, Now, it's not clear if Waken will be handed Brooks' number seven jumper to make it official, but he is certainly expected to play the chief playmaker role to free Brooks of a responsibility he has been clearly struggling with. It is also expected English star John Bateman will move from the edge back row to the lock forward position with Asai Papali returning from suspension. David Nofaluma is expected to be collateral damage in all of this and get axed to make way for Charlie Staines to shift from fullback to wing, to accommodate Dewey's shift. Um, It comes in the wake of Sheen's shock uh, mid-game move during Sunday's loss to the Bulldogs. So, firstly, Brendan Waker, very good when he came onto the field um, the other night or the other afternoon against the Bulldogs, no doubt about that. It was only for five minutes, though, uh, that they played, well, five minutes. So now he is going to be put in and be given the keys to run this West Tigers side. Now, if you think you've heard this all before, you have. If you cast your mind back almost a year, Easter last year, to when Jackson Hastings was at the West Tigers, Luke Brooks was obviously there as well, and they had a another poor start to the year, didn't they? And they moved Luke Brooks to the 5'8th position and gave Jackson Hastings the halfback role and the keys to the team. And it worked well. They got those couple of wins. They got that one win on Easter Monday, and I'm pretty sure the week after they beat Parramatta, uh, with a field uh, with beat south sorry they beat Parramatta on Easter Monday, South's with a field goal attempt. But to me it just seems like this is exactly what happened last year. To be fair, I don't think Luke Brooks has been that bad um to start the year. I think there's been worse players for the Tigers. But anyway, he's gonna be moved to five eighth again, like I, like we saw about three hundred and sixty five days ago. And Brendan Wakeham will move into the half back role, it looks like, and take control of the side for their clash against the Melbourne Storm. And if it wasn't for the Melbourne Storm being in pretty bad form, you'd have to worry about how the Tigers will go at 6pm on Friday. If you are a Tigers fan, um, and I know it's early, and I know not everyone is up and awake and listening at this hour, but if you are a Tigers fan, what should happen with Luke Brooks? And Adam Dewey as well. I have to say and look the kid can play we know he can play but I thought and David Riccio did say on the Brecky show yesterday that he was carrying a bit of an injury but I thought he was very quiet on the weekend very quiet against the Bulldogs so now Brendan Wakeham at half back Luke Brooks at 58 and Em at fullback David Nolfaluma gets axed your thoughts 045 and is it going to make any difference is it going to make any difference to how the Tigers perform? Yes, you could probably say those five minutes was fantastic, and they were, they were entertaining to watch. But is it really going to make much difference to the Tigers? 0457, 736, 736, or 130, 01, 1170 And realistically, if, if the Tigers are to lose the next two, three matches, and I have to have a quick look at who they play after this weekend. Uh, they play, of course, the Melbourne Storm this weekend, I'll have a look now who they've got the couple of weeks after. But if they go zero from six, what happens with Tim Sheens? Do they potentially bring Benji Marshall in earlier? Because you look at the game they have in round five, I'm just checking now, they've got Brisbane and Brisbane. Um, That's followed by the Eels on Easter Monday. Um, And then they have to buy. Um, And then they come back for the buy and play manly. Interesting times at the West Tigers, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy. if you have any thoughts on that. And finally, just before a break, you might have seen Trent Robinson on NRL 360 last night had a lot of interesting things uh, to say uh, to Braith and Astro and Paul Kent. Um, one of the things that was asked of him was about the future of Joseph Sueli um, and whether he is happy that... Sueli is only signing one-year deals. And there's an article today in the paper saying that um, Sueli's agent has renewed his registration with Rugby Australia. Um, Now, what that means, I I think it would probably mean very little, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. But he was asked about, oh, what is the situation? Is he happy with it? And Trent Robinson said he knows exactly What's, he's very happy about it. He's fine with uh, Tsui Lee just telling him one year at a time. And obviously, the Roosters are trying to lock him down for a further period of time. But it did make me think best, I wouldn't say sporting defections, but best cross code um, swaps. What player has gone from one code to another? Now, automatically, when you think about this, you think about rugby league to rugby union and the people in the early 2000s that did it. And I'm happy to take nominations. But what player has played a couple of sports at a very elite level. There is one that I won't mention right now that probably should go to the top of the tree, but on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01, 0, 1 11, 70, the players that have played both two sports at elite levels, it can be rugby league, can be rugby union. It can be a couple of other sports. Cross code swaps, I suppose, cross code defections, And who's been the most successful at it? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six players that have managed to succeed in two sports in their career. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. So that's just some of the stuff on our agenda this morning. What game are you most looking forward to on the weekend? Is it the grand final rematch on Thursday? Or is it the game that hasn't been played yet between the Broncos and the Dolphins? The Tigers, do you think Brendan Wakem going in to play the full 80 minutes and taking control of the team is going to make much of a difference against the Melbourne Storm? And cross-code defections. What player or athlete, and you can give me a couple if you have a couple, has been the best in two sports, has maybe not been number one in both sports, but been successful in both sports. 0457 736, 736 our text number. You can call the open line 1-300-01-1170. 011170. We'll take a break back with more of the news of the day. Your text and calls too coming up at 16 past 5 in New South Wales, 16 past 4 in Queensland. 20 past 5, 20 past 4 in Queensland. We're going to have a chat with John Gallo shortly after the next break. Talk all things uh, EPL. one 011170, our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. Uh, talking about taking a snap poll this morning, what game are you most looking forward to this weekend? Is it uh, in terms of the two matches? Now, there are other matches you might be looking forward to more. But in terms of the grand final rematch and uh, the derby between um, the Broncos and the Dolphins, the grand final rematch in the game that has never been played, Oval treatment on the text says, Hi, Dan, definitely looking forward more to the Broncos and the Dolphins. The start of a new crosstown rivalry can see plenty of passion coming out. It'd be really disappointing uh, if Kafusi doesn't play, won't it? Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward uh, to it as well. I, I think look, Parramatta Penrith has the makings of what will be a fantastic game. It means a lot for Parramatta. Uh, so it does have a makings of an entertaining game. But I think just the hype pretty much sold out at Suncorp Stadium as well on Friday night. It's going to be hard. Now, Now who knows when the game is played, if Parramatta or Penrith or the Broncos and the Dolphins will be a better game on the field. But I think just the lead up to it, as I say, uh, I think as of Sunday night, there was only really 1,000 tickets left, probably less now. I'm really looking forward to watching it. And the way the Broncos have been playing, over the first few weeks of the competition as well. They've been highly entertaining to watch. But what game are you most looking forward to? The grand final rematch or the game that has never been played before between the Broncos and the Dolphins? Also asking, um, best cross-code switches um, and players that have played two sports at an elite level. Now, they don't have to have gone to world number one or won premierships or anything like that. But are there some players that have played both sports or two sports at an elite level? Um, and it can be rugby league, can be rugby union, but it can be other players as well. Rhino on the text. 0457 736 736, says Carmichael Hunt. Israel Folau, uh, Sonny Bill Williams. Well, Sonny Bill Williams in particular. Um, and of course, Israel Folau, uh, very successful at the Melbourne Storm. Carmichael Hunt uh, very well. Uh, did very well um, at the Broncos as well. And then uh, of course, uh, in his other sport, but, in AFL, AFL, well, yeah, he went to AFL. People sort of forget about that, but he still played that at an elite level. Um, Sonny Bill Williams started his career out at the Bulldogs. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. And I still remember the day we all woke up and found out that Sonny Bill was leaving the Bulldogs, uh, played rugby union at an elite level, came back and won a competition with the Roosters, then went back to rugby union, then back to rugby league. A fantastic athlete. Um over his career in both Rugby League and Rugby Union. Uh, Alex Carey as well. Now, Alex Carey, the Australian wicketkeeper, uh, played um, AFL at quite an elite level. This is a good one, uh, Rhino. Uh, he started to play football uh, at a high level, played for Glenelg in the South Australian National Football League, um, and he was included in the South Australia squad for the 2008 AFL Under-18 Championships. And he continued to advance in 2009 and played for South Australia in the Under-18 Champions there as well, in addition to winning the SANFL Reserves Premiership with Glenelg. He turned down a rookie um, contract offer from the South Australian Cricket Association and moved to Sydney in 2010 uh, to join the AFL's uh, new team, the Great Western GWS, Greater Western Sydney Giants, who were playing in the TAC Cup for the season to prepare for their entry into the AFL in 2012. Kerry captained the sign, who made it to the finals, and despite missing the final four rounds due to injury, won the team's best and fairest award. He played for them again in 2011, but he wasn't given a place in the inaugural AFL squad for the 2012 season and returned to Adelaide. And now uh, we know exactly what he's been doing with the Australian cricket team. Really good text, Rhino. Uh, some of those pl- players' suggestions. Two play- or players that have played sports, you can give me two players as well, but players that have played two sports at an elite level. There's one that stands out, and I'd want to see if it gets mentioned. They get mentioned um, between now and six. But two players that have played uh, players that have played two sports at an elite level. 736, 7, 7, or one, 0, 1 11, Uh Interesting. We talk about the sin bin a lot in rugby league, don't we? Um, and is ten minutes too long? Do we use the sin bin too much these days? Uh, in the AFL world, former Collingwood captain Scott Pendlebury would like to see the AFL trial a sin bin in an effort to stamp out vicious head high hits. So uh, with concerns around the long-term effects of concussion growing stronger and a class action against the AFL underway, Pendlebury says players should be forced to temporarily leave the field if they engage in violent or dangerous behaviour in an attempt to weed out foul play. Uh, So in the AFL's review of the opening round, uh, we saw a couple of players uh, hit with a couple of suspensions. And a couple we still don't know about we'll find out over the next day. He said, "Watching the NRL when that stuff happens, they get sin binned, and I don't mind that for our game. Say if Pickett was to get sin binned, it's a complete disadvantage. Now you play 17 v 18 for 10 to 15 minutes. Um, it's interesting to see that from Scott Pendlebury uh, from an AFL point of view, saying that he would like to see sin bins brought into AFL. I- I'm still one that thinks." The sim bin's obviously there, and it's very good. I still wonder, though, if we – and I think Graham Annesley was asked about this um, before the start of the season, um, and a few other people were as well. But I'd be interested to see if we need a five-minute sim bin brought back into NRL. Um, Sometimes I think – not for everything. Sometimes the 10-minute sim bin is fine. But I think sometimes 10 minutes is over the top and punishes a team too much – for what the what the player did, so would you be a supporter of seeing a five-minute sin bin to keep this ten-minute sin bin, keep the send-offs, of course. But would you be a supporter of seeing a five-minute sin bin brought back into uh, rugby league or brought into rugby league into the NRL at least for the first time? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 01 1170. 01, it would be interesting, and it would be interesting also if they did bring the five minute sin bin in. How often would it be used, and what would it be used for? 0457 7, or 01 1170. 01, would you like to see the five minute sin bin brought in? Do you think the sin bin is overused a bit too much in our game at the moment? Obviously, it's used a lot more for head high contact, and obviously, uh, that's. Rightfully so most of the time. But what do you reckon? Oh four five seven, seven three six, seven three six or one three hundred, oh one eleven seventy. And just one more before a break as well. Of course, a lot of talk about the NRL's eighteenth team on the back of the wonderful few weeks the Dolphins have had. However, um we're now looking at the eighteenth team in Papua New Guinea has ramped up its bid to become the NRL's latest franchise, with a strong contingent from its bid team touring NRL club facilities and engaging in discussions with the federal government. P and G is considered a front runner to at least uh very, to uh, at the least, very at least, very at the very least, easy for me to say, headliner Pacifica team when the NRL expands its competition to 18 teams. There is also a push for a PNG team linked with either Cairns or North Sydney to be the preferred next team. The bid team toured the Panthers as they look to establish their own grassroots development program in Ports Port Moresby. In-depth discussions with the federal government and NRL officials also occurred. Last week, as the Papua New Guinea Touring Party slowly mounts its case case for inclusion. Uh, Now, they said the two things, Andrew Hill, uh, who's the advisor to PNG's 2025 bid team, the two things we wanted to achieve was to continue our dialogue with the Australian government. And the primary focus was to look at a pathway and development structures because that will underpin all our work. We want to make sure our foundations are right The first step of the bid team is focusing on 14 to 20 year olds in PNG. Going to be very, very interesting to see what and who the 18th team will be. Papua New Guinea, potentially a Pacifica team seems to be the way. And I saw an article on the weekend about potentially uh, Craig Bellamy. Peter Volandi's wanting Craig Bellamy to be the coach of the new franchise team once they get put in. And, Everyone's saying 2027 is when this team will be put in, but from the looks of it and the talks of it and the way things are going, could see them quite um, earlier. 0457 736 736. I mean, 2025, 2026, 2027. Interesting to see and where they will be based. 0457 736 736 or 01 1170. A stack of texts there. I'll get to them after the break. Asking you this morning, snap poll, what are you most looking forward to across the weekend in terms of the game? Is it going to be the grand final rematch on Thursday between Parramatta and Penrith or is it going to be? the game that has never been played on Friday night between the Broncos and the Dolphins. Which one are you most looking forward to? The Tigers, they look like they're going to be moving Luke Brooks back to 5'8", Brendan Wakem to halfback, Adam Dewey to fullback. Is that going to make any difference in their chances of beating the Melbourne Storm on Friday? They're doing this on the back of four good minutes last weekend against the Bulldogs. Cross-code switches. What athletes have excelled at two sports at an elite level? What well, athletes have excelled at, a two, at two sports at an elite level? And would you like to see a five-minute bin brought into the NRL to go with the 10-minute sinbin? 0457 736, 736 our text number, 1300 111 70, our open line number. We'll take a break on the other side of this, your text, and we'll talk football with John Gallo. We are going to talk football with John Gallo in just a second, but let's go to the open line. 1300 01 1170. Up nice and early is John in Brisbane. Morning to you, John. Good
1: day, Dan.
0: How are you going, mate? Just
1: ringing up up about the uh, cross
0: code. Brad Thorne. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Of course, rugby league player, rugby union. Uh, player, people sort of forget about him when we talk about the players that have gone from rugby league to rugby union.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's more so because he was he's a like a front rower, mm. a forward. I think it's a, a lot a lot of forwards sort of don't make it in union, but, but you, the back standard uh, make it in both. But you know, pretty rare for a forward. Yeah, there have been a few like Ray Price, mm. Ray Price even.
0: Yeah, Ray Price. And, I, uh, yeah, I got a text from Anthony saying. Yeah, Great for us, yeah.
1: And there's been plenty of backs like Tony Milne's and, and things like that, but I, I don't think they ever actually got to the, the highest levels. But yeah, yeah and in the old days, Russell Fairfax mm. and uh, Ken Wright and all that. And uh, oh, I forget the other bloke, Patworth.
0: Yes, Brett Patworth. Yeah.
1: But Patworth's still, still quite capable in bass.
0: And it's funny when you talk about Brad Thorne as well. He's always mentioned in the coaching ranks as well as potentially maybe one day coaching an NRL team. Um, yeah, he's a very uh, good athlete. He's been a uh, very good coach since he retired as well. John, why are you up so early? What are you up to on this Tuesday morning?
1: Mate, oh, I'm actually ju- just getting home from work. Ah. It's a quiet Tuesday.
0: <laughs> Quite I'm Oh, very nice, very nice. Well, <laughs> I hope you enjoy a bit of a sleep in and a quiet Tuesday. Feel free to call any time. Yeah. Really, really good nomination, mate, mate. listen to
1: you. Listen to you
0: all the time. Show. Thank you, mate. Bye, bye. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, you can join John on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy one 1170 or 0457-736-736. Just before we speak to another uh, John, John Gallo, just in terms of the Tigers. This from the Bell Bum Bumbag. Top of the morning to you, Daniel. Uh, Luke Brooks must have photos of the Tigers board members. Uh, I don't think he does. No idea how he, how he can hold his spot in the team year after year. As long as he is in the run-on team, we will never advance further. There are not enough good players around him to make him look good. The Bellman bum bag. Well, as I said, he was moved to 58 last year at this exact time, and it seemed to work, and then everyone sort of forgot about it. Uh, Yeah, Luke Brooks, he's been talked about for the past two or three years. Remember, he was going to go to the Knights. That never happened. Anyway, thank you for the text. Heaps more there. I'll get to them in a second. But before that, let us do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Yes, and the great John Gallo is on the line on this Tuesday morning. Morning to you, John. Yeah, morning to you, Dan. Another John on the uh, on the line. It's a uh, the world
1: full of Johns right now, Dan, and what a world that is to be in, isn't it? So, uh, yes, yeah, very much excited, mate. Uh, another another session, another time around, and uh, chatting all things football. So, uh, yeah, fantastic
0: be a scary world if there was more than one of you john uh now let's take a look back at or okay. a oh, very good one well, i'm not entirely sure uh now let's have a look at things would be a lot different anyway uh let's have a look at the epl across the weekend and i mentioned yesterday on the show there was some interesting uh results weren't there uh newcastle firstly two over nottingham forest one um, and of course newcastle getting this in injury time yeah,
1: fantastic bunch of games played on the weekend. Some very close games as well. Unexpected scorelines, uh, I have to say. And yeah, Newcastle, when Nottingham was not an unexpected scoreline for me anyway. But I did feel it was going to be a tricky game for Newcastle United playing away from home at Nottingham. It's always a difficult place, Nottingham. The crowd really uh, get behind their team and very vocal as well. So it can be you an know, intimidating place to play your football. But well, well done to Newcastle United, getting a late winner there to get out of uh, out of jail for three points and get that form happening again. It's two back-to-back wins now after having about a three or four game period there where they lost and drew a few games and now they're back on form now. So well done to Eddie Howe's men. Great win and for Nottingham Forest. A tough loss to to Cops to Steve Cooper. Uh, He'd be wanting to get his side back on form. I think six, seven games now without a win, so they're definitely in a, in a bit of a slump, Nottingham Forest, uh, and they've got to quickly find ways to get out of it as soon as possible. So, um, well done to the Newcastle United. a great win, great three points.
0: Yeah, Brentford and Leicester City, they had a one-all draw.
1: Yeah, I think Brentford slipped up here a little bit, to be honest with you. I did tip Brentford to get uh, all three points. Thomas Frank's side have been humming along nicely all season long, whereas Leicester have been a little bit inconsistent. And, but this is what happens to Leicester. They can get a, a, a result when you don't expect them to and they did exactly that. Obviously, Bradford's man got sent off late on in the game when the, uh, when the game was already 1-0, so it didn't have too much of an overall impact on the, uh, on the result. But uh, Bradford just probably lacked uh, a little bit of finesse in their game, lacked a little bit of execution up front, and in the end, Leicester made them pay the price with a one all draw Quared to Leicester, they had to get themselves back into the game after being 1-0 down at half time, and they did that. They responded well in the second half and uh, walked out with a point. So big point to Leicester, and a couple of points dropped for Brentford.
0: Now, Tottenham, what is going on there? Their manager, we played a bit of their manager, uh, Conte, on the breakfast show yesterday. They were leading against Southampton 3-1, a vital game for them, ended up as a 3-all draw.
1: Yeah, well, this was probably the surprise uh, result of the weekend, I have to say. I don't think many people expected you know, Southampton to come out fighting, but I did say during the midweek game, Dan, if you, you know, remember my wonderful words of wisdom, mm. I said that Southampton could be a potential upset here because you know, I think the way they played midweek, they showed a lot of fighting spirit. They've got a lot of motivation about them now all of a sudden. I don't know whether they've been watching back reels of, uh, of Gladiator and Russell Crowe or what they've been doing, but they've really been uh, up for the challenge now, which has been great to see. and from being 3-1 down with about 15 minutes to go, to call themselves back to a 3 all draw is a fantastic achievement for Southampton. They played some really good football in that second half. But you're right, Spurs kind of took the foot off the accelerator. Probably put the queue back in the rack a little bit and thought that the game was all done and dusted at three one, but uh, that certainly wasn't the case. And then obviously, as you said, Conte's press conference afterwards has probably drawn more attention to that than the game itself. Um, he came out with some really harsh comments, I suppose, to the owners, basically saying that if the owners aren't prepared to to invest in the squad. Then there's no way we'll end up winning trophies uh, with the current squad of players that we've got. And I think to some degree he's got a point. Uh, as well. So, um, yeah, some big things coming out of Tottenham, whether Conte will even be there come end of season. I know mm. there's only about 10, 11 games to go. That's all the news circulating as well. So, uh, some big ramifications coming out of this particular result going forward for Spurs.
0: Aston Villa 3, they uh, had a big win over Bournemouth nil.
1: Yeah, well, Villa and uh, and you know, you know, Emery seem to be working along really nicely. Uh, since you know, Emery's taken over the job, he's been really good in the last month month and a half. The defense has been really well organized. I haven't conceded too many goals going forward a little bit more creativity and a bit more spark about them from Villa that we haven't seen before. So really well done for Villa. 3-0, three, three strong result. Bournemouth struggling. Bournemouth still in that bottom three relegation dog fight. Still a lot of work to do at the moment. Gary McNeil must be scratching his head at the moment as to what answers he can come up with and what are some of the solutions to some of their problems. But their problems keep getting uh, worse and worse. As the weeks go by, so uh, a bit of work to do there for Bournemouth, but a great win for Villa.
0: Andrew on the text on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six says, is "John on a beach somewhere now." I know, I, I noticed know a little cool this morning in New South Wales. Oh mate, it's
1: absolutely freezing out here. I didn't know how bloody cold it was going to be. I came out here well, with a shirt sleeve, and I'm like, oh my I'm god, near, I'm, near, I'm near the Newcastle Harbour. Andrew, I'm in Newcastle West, and mm. uh, I'm probably about uh, yeah, what, you know, a couple, a couple kilometres away from the the harbour, a couple of metres, I should say, from the harbour and it is absolutely freezing out here. Oh, I should have brought my Do jacket. Well,
0: I, well I, yeah. I I was very smart before I left the house today. I checked the temperature. I thought it, it was going to be there because it was quite cold yesterday, and I put the jacket on, uh, ready for a cooler morning until it gets hot again. Uh, now, Leeds, which is no doubt very soon. Uh, Leeds United, this is a really interesting result. 4-2 over Wolves away from home. That's a huge result for Leeds.
1: Yeah, big result for Leeds. I didn't expect them to come out playing this well, I have to say. Wolves have been in some OK form and at Wolverhampton as well at home. They can be a tricky package sometimes, Wolverhampton Wanderers. But I think Leeds United here just picked up the pace. They had a lot of motivation again about them. Uh, some wonderful football, really stringing the ball around nicely. So Harvey Garcia has got them playing some, some decent football. But I just think uh, for Wolves, it was really one of those off days for them and uh, and Leeds made them punish. And well done to Leeds. It's a big win for them hopefully from here on in they can get a bit of consistency and get themselves out of that potential relegation dogfight. They're in 14th spot, Wolves are in 13th, so hopefully for their sake, they can keep pushing on and and keep getting further away from that potential bottom three. See, we
0: also had another manager sacked, uh, Patrick Vieira, from Crystal Palace across the weekend as well, who were in twelfth position going into the weekend. But I think we're only about three or four points outside of the relegation zone. Another team that was in in trouble in the relegation zone or near it was Everton. They got a late goal to get a two-all draw against Chelsea.
1: Yeah, they did, and uh, I think Everton played very, very well in this game to get out of it with a, with a point. I think that last probably 10, 15 minutes, they really came at Chelsea, threw a lot at them, and I think they deserved something out of this game as well. They hung in there for some period of time, and well done to Everton to get out there with a point at Stamford Bridge. Uh, never an easy place to come play. But uh, I think for Chelsea, uh, probably a little bit lackluster going forward, I have to say. They probably uh, weren't stro- striking the ball around very quickly at all. The very slow attack about them, Chelsea. Uh, defensively some concerns as well. Some players not on the same page there, which you have to expect. Chelsea have gone into the transfer market and bought 10 new players in one transfer window. So, uh, you know, it takes time to gel together as a team. And I think we're seeing the effects of that with Chelsea at a little bit at the moment. I know they've come in some good form uh, with a win to Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League and they advanced through there and they've had a back-to-back win in the Premier League. But I could just see Chelsea form, you know, going back into their old form again, And I think there's some some concerns there for Graham Potter that he'll have to address going forward if Chelsea want to really go up the uh, Premier League ladder with about 11 games to go. Um, So, yeah, Chelsea aren't completely out of the woods as yet, but Everton, well done for them. A good point, a strong point. Hopefully, for them, it can give them the incentive to kick on the rest of the season and try and get out of this relegation battle that they're potentially in
0: at the moment. And finally, just quickly, Arsenal 4 yesterday morning over Crystal Palace. one. no real shock there.
1: Yeah, as you said, Patrick Vieira got sacked about 24 hours before this game. So I don't think there was much chance for, for Palace, unfortunately. Um, and I think, you know, Patrick Vieira would be watching this game and smiling because it's been a long time since Palace had conceded four goals in one game. So it goes to show it probably wasn't Patrick Vieira who was the problem. It was probably a few of those players there in their defence that needs a lot of work. And uh, you can't concede four goals to, to, to a team like Arsenal. Mm. But I have to say, Arsenal played very, very well. They stride the ball around very nicely and some great execution, some great goals as well up front. So, well done to Arsenal. Martinelli, Saka, all on the ball. Trossard, fantastic. Odegaard in midfield, I thought was brilliant. And Granat Xhaka, again, leading from the front. So, well done to Arsenal. They're in really hot form now, and I think they're about eight points to clear at the moment with a game in hand mm. over Man City, who've got to play... Liverpool uh, in the game this
0: weekend, so that will be an absolute cracker. It's actually at next weekend, so there's no EPL this weekend. But don't well, there you go, don't Dan. Don't yes, but, but, yes. But I know my picture is very you, well. You do, don't worry. <laughs> I stumbled upon that yesterday, but. Don't worry, because on Friday morning I'm going to get you on the line. There's only what a few, a couple of months left of the uh, EPL season. I'm going to get your big predictions on who's going to win it, who's going to be in the top four, and who's going to be relegated. So I look forward to speaking to you Ooh. on Friday. Yeah, have a think about it. You'll need to do some research, yeah. uh, and hopefully it won't be quite as windy on Friday. Thank you, John. Have a wonderful day. Yeah. We'll, speak, we'll speak on Friday. All right, mate. I stand on a beach. I stand on a beach, you know, get uh, get, get that you know,
1: understanding of life. Thanks Ex- to myself. You know, I look into the horizon and I wonder about life and life complications.
0: So it, yes, there you go. Exactly. Me out. Exactly. Get back inside yeah. and put a jack on. Thank you, John. We'll speak on Friday. <laughs> All right, mate. Take care. John, John Yellow talking all things footy. Just a quick text before I break, then we'll finish off with text. Uh, Hi, Dan. I don't think shuffling the halves will make much difference to the Tigers. The thing that seemed to stand out for me about the Bulldogs game was that the Tigers' four-pack seemed to be playing at a lower gear than the Bulldogs. They made less meters in attack, and the defense seemed to stand and wait for the runners. Without a strong forward showing, the backs, whoever they are, will struggle. Yeah, I agree. And one uh, nomination on... Uh, Players that have played two sports at an elite level. Anthony says that's easy. Ray Price, great text. Uh, Anthony, we'll come back and finish off with all of your texts Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Our text number. We can call the open line one 1170 Yeah, back to your text. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. A few people nominating this person. It's a very good uh, nomination. Um, Elise Perry. This is a text from Wardy. Hi, it's Wardy. What about Elise Perry? Soccer slash football and cricket would have to be the only person to score a goal in a World Cup and a century in a test and one day cricket. Yep. That's a great nomination, uh, Wardy. Uh, Elise Perry, uh, one of Australia's greatest athletes over the past 10 or 20 years. Another one, uh, Jay from Blacktown. Jason says, Morning, Dan. Elise Perry. And another one, Hi, Dan. Elise's per- Elise Perry's effort of representing Australia in cricket and soccer at the same time is a very rare achievement. Uh, thank you. Yeah, some really, really good nominations uh, there. Uh, this one from the Kingswood Welder he says, Hi, Daniel. Best female athlete to swap sports, Renee Gracie the V8 supercars racer who switched to another sport on OnlyFans. Okay, thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I should be reading those texts. Uh, And also another one for Brad Thorne. This from Jason. Matt Rogers is great in rugby league and great in rugby union. May I also add a great asset to SEN. Thank you, uh, Jason. Um, And the one that wasn't nominated, um, who I thought might be um, Ash Barty, of course, Australian Open champion, Wimbledon champion, played a lot of cricket, T20 cricket as well, of course, stopped playing tennis to move to cricket and then went back to tennis. Um, And this from the Chookman. Hi, Dan. Braitha played golf in the New South Wales Open. <laughs> and he also says, yes, he did. And he's a very good golfer, Braitha He also says, did Stevie Wonder do the deli M points with Jared Ria and Jackson Paulo getting zero points? I did see that yesterday. I thought Jared and Jackson both deserved some points. Yeah, a little strange. Good text, Man, Thank you for all your texts this morning. Coming up on The Breakfast Show, Ron Coote will pay tribute uh, to John Sattler after he sadly passed away yesterday. Nathan Cleary ahead of the big game against the Parramatta Eels on Thursday night. And Michael Karianis with all the rugby league headlines. Thanks for your company today. Vossie and Brandy. come up after the news. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5 a.m.